You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody. Um, first things first, I want to say uh, thanks, everybody, for you know what you dealt with the last couple of days uh, after Tuesday, a Skype update, everything just crashed and failed miserably. Um, moving over to Zoom was something we were going to do. Uh, I wanted to hopefully take my time to get into it, but you know sometimes the situation forces itself. So here we are. Um, Hopefully, uh, going to take through, give you all the guys all the great information. But I, I just appreciate everybody for understanding what happened the last couple of days. Uh, Pete Smith, Jeff Lloyd, your local experts on the biggest stories. As we get into your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, um, we had the story with, uh, you know, obviously with Ben Baskin yesterday from SI. And as we were, I was navigating blindly, almost like, you know, seven beers deep trying to learn all this new stuff. So we did the episode with Ben yesterday. Now we're here. We are up on the new home. Pete's along with us. Um, Pete, it's not that Braxton Miller was not a great college football player, but there's no reason to get overly excited or overly amped up for somebody that was available on the street on August 21st. Um, yeah, you generally don't get guys you're going to, you know, plan your roster around two and a half weeks before the season. Uh, look, he is a athletic player uh, still trying to make that swap over to slot receiver. It has been a bumpy road. Um, he's got like 31 catches in 21 games or something like that to this point. Uh, but the Browns have Oda Beckham, who's not going to play. Uh, they may not play Jarvis Landry. Uh, Ishmael Hyman is injured. DJ Montgomery was put on IR. They are running out of guys, and they need somebody to come in and take reps. Braxton Miller is a guy who can come in and take reps, and certainly this is an audition for him to make the team or an audition for the other 31 teams at the same time. Uh, but, you know, you get big names, uh, particularly big names from a local school in Ohio State. Uh, the immediate reaction is, well, oh, he must be coming in to be, be on the roster uh, and we've done this before. Uh, Tyvis Powell was signed by the Cleveland Browns as an uh, undrafted free agent. His second year in the league after his first year, I believe, was with San Francisco or Seattle or both. Uh, and there were people who immediately said, oh, he's the starter. Uh, he didn't make the team. Um, and, you know, and, and some of that is uh, unfair. I think it's somewhat unfair to Braxton Miller only because, you know, if this dude is cut in a week and a half or whatever it is, um, then people are going to be like, well, you know, that, that, you know, it's a disappointment or he, you know, he choked or whatever it is, or the bronze are bad. Or and Braxton Miller, if you, if you watched his, uh, his uh, media availability, which is somewhat strange, um, Absolutely. He, he had a, he had a great attitude about the situation. He said, he'll come in and do whatever you whatever he wants to do. But I mean, if you look at like career wise, He's basically no different than Jalen Strong. They're both former third-round picks from the Texans. They're both 26 years old. Uh, they're both – Braxton's already 27, actually. Oh, uh, okay. Um, they're both trying to figure out their career, and obviously Jalen Strong has like a six-month head start uh, over Braxton Miller. But, uh, you know, for the John Dorsey and Freddie Kitchens, Braxton Miller is a guy – not a legendary Ohio State Buckeye. He is a, a player who may or may not be able to help this roster. And certainly there are things that Braxton Miller can do. 
Uh, he can potentially uh, be an athlete in space. Maybe he can do some return stuff. But ultimately, right now, he is a guy who can take reps and audition. And part of the thing was is um, they needed somebody yesterday um, because this means they're going to probably sit their top three tomorrow night against Tampa. Um, so it was good that Braxton was close and he was able to be there yesterday, at least get his nose into a playbook for today. I mean, I'm sorry, yesterday, today, and have some idea what's going on when he gets out on the field tomorrow. Um, and you mentioned the injuries. Um, so it's a chance for him to put something. Again, it's always putting something on tape. Um, but for the Ohio State fans, I'm not trying to, like, downgrade, you know, Braxton Miller. And obviously, you know, if you love the Ohio State, you love Braxton Miller. That's fantastic. I think the end all here for Braxton Miller is to maybe hopefully kick around the NFL this year, keep himself in really good shape, Pete, and XFL, February, it's not too far away. Braxton Miller, that'd be a prime prime spot for a guy like him who comes in with a name and can help that league kind of launch itself. Uh, maybe. I mean, the, the problem is, I mean, I totally get it from a name standpoint. The problem is, I you know, if he's, if he's just a receiver, it doesn't do much if he's – Somebody's going to brace, you know, his quarterback's down. I don't even know if his shoulder's capable at this point. That's uh, but, the worst part because I actually liked him at quarterback, and I was looking for, forward to that next year at Ohio State. And then all of a sudden, it was the yeah, he really can't play quarterback anymore because of the arm. It's it's terrible to see, but it's kind of way things go. Yeah, so you know that's a tough spot, but yeah, I mean that's you know with the XFL, I hope it's viable. I hope it's not you know trying to make the money work after the fact while it's going because. Uh, clearly that is a very uh, having an alternative league is just good for the NFL, particularly at the quarterback position. So I, I hope it can work out as one of the degenerates who watched the AAF and actually enjoyed it because they actually look like football. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he is, if his, if his name wasn't Braxton Miller, no one would care. Uh, in the same respect that Montreal Meander got brought in the same day and nobody cared, nobody even mentioned him. Uh, but with Braxton Miller, it's, oh, you know, whose spot is he taking? Oh, are they making a trade to facilitate his roster spot? No, no, they aren't. Not at all. Um, and I do want to go to the counter side of this. And first things first, uh, Houston Roughnecks, you got us. You got us. I mean, who cares? You stole a logo. If you're going to steal a logo, steal a good one. So there you go uh, as far as XFL-wise. Uh, Pete, the DJ Montgomery um, – you feel bad for the kid um, because, you know, a hamstring or whatever. I mean, you know, unless they're cutting them, you don't know how the year's over. But as far as moves, it's a good move. Uh, you know, you were not going to be able to cut him on Saturday or Labor Day weekend and sneak him back in. It wasn't going to happen. I mean, he, he popped a lot of eyes. But I, I'm, I'm all for, you know, the stash and, you know, kind of a minor league where he's just kind of put off in the – and then because either way, I mean, look, you know, in 2020, Rashard Higgins, Jarvis Landry, one of them isn't going to be here. And DJ Montgomery, DJ Montgomery was trending like he could have been something. Well, I had him making the team as the sixth receiver, and then in a month I had you know, Jalen Strong basically going away because Jalen Strong is your sixth receiver who's not playing, is useful while uh, that kid has a, a upside and, and, and potentially a future. Uh, yeah, I don't know what – the injury really is or the length of time it, it, it has with it. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see an injury settlement later where he becomes a free agent, but yeah, I definitely want to see him 
uh, on the Cleveland Browns because I, I think he looks like a dude with a real future and and could you know with with development if he if he keeps going the way he was headed he could easily find himself uh, not just you know making a roster but you know making plays and being a guy that you're going oh where's this guy where'd this guy come from because he was pretty good uh, and and I think he's he he is a guy with his physical talent and, and the different things you saw him do. Uh, catching balls in traffic, you know, going up and getting balls or making plays after the catch. Uh, there's a lot to like with the, what he could do. And, and yeah, as you mentioned, I mean, financial situations are coming uh, and they're coming fast and, and, and being able to find somebody like that would be invaluable because at the moment I'm looking at the 2020 draft and thinking they're going to have to take a receiver relatively high uh, if they, you know, are in position where they're going to have to let go, or if they don't resign Richard Higgins and they make the smart financial move and letting go of Landry, that you're going to have to fill in those holes. And that could be like a second round pick. So uh, if it's a guy like uh, Montgomery, if it's a guy like Willie's, if it's, you know, somebody else that can step up, uh, that'd be great. And what I don't know now is, you know, who's going to be that, that six receiver. And now a guy like Damian Ratley, who was hurt uh, has a real opportunity to sort of make some noise here because, you know, it's not like, you know, Giuseppe's not going to make the roster. He doesn't do anything other than return kicks. Uh, Ishmael Hyman was okay, but he's hurt. And I don't know the length of that. So, you know, speaking of guys who are going to get a ton of reps, you know, so long as he's physically up to it, uh, I expect you're going to see a ton of Damian Rattle. Uh, he'll probably be wide receiver one for the next, you know, two preseason games, is my guessing. And but the other thing is, is you know, look, you're gonna start evaluating some of these guys based on special team talent. And D- Damian Ratley, he's got a resume there. Um, Willie's does too. And if they're five and six, and I mean, because I, I think you would probably view strong Pete right as wide receiver four if you're actually going into regular season action, right? Strong, strong's gonna be four, no. Right. I mean, that's when, when you, when you have the second Callaway goes away, strong becomes that fourth guy. Uh, unless, you know, they really like Derek Willies. So I don't know what his status is. Certainly there's a, an understanding that he, a big part of his contribution on special teams, but uh, he could be that next guy in, but if they want, you know, Jalen strong, who at the very least is going to do his job, uh, pretty consistently and catches balls traffic and does some of those things. And, you know, it's becomes wide receiver four slash wide receiver five. And, and the question is just going to be that other guy, but yeah, uh, theoretically, I mean, if this is another guy who could get a ton of reps, you know, is, is Derek Willies. Um, they seem to really like him. He hasn't really, he's played some weird numbers of snaps in preseason games so far. Uh, but they're supposedly high on what he can do in both that and special teams. So this could be a good week to sort of feel that out. Uh, we'll get some more here. We'll obviously, we'll, you know, we'll get to, uh, you know, t- uh, Tampa tomorrow night and everything we're expecting here, but folks, it's a getting about that time. It's a new season. Antonio Brown is an Oakland Raider and apparently has found a helmet. Le'Veon Bell is a jet. Odell Beckham Jr. Is a Cleveland Brown. The one thing that hasn't changed, where I'm putting my money, mybookie.com, the place to bet football every weekend. MyBookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other hosting site. 
the one thing they're kicking right now is they will right now you want to open an account and look if you're a big gambler you want to drop a thousand they'll match your thousand that's where my bookie is at right now i would only recommend a site you know and as you guys know if i'm gonna bet i'll use mybookie.com the payouts come quickly um they're the right play there's prop bets there's you know in-game bets uh, you can bet also fantasy-wise as far as over-unders. You know, MyBookie.com, I, I, we love the sponsorship. I love the site. I don't do a lot, and, and Pete and I have talked about this. We always kind of like wuss out when it comes to bets, and even if we think it's a golden bet, we kind of wuss out. But go ahead and check out MyBookie.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, uh, all caps, space in between, Locked On. Uh, to go ahead. I mean, look, whatever you put down, they're going to match up to $1,000. So go ahead and check it out. MyBookie.com, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.com. Pete, you know we're close to the regular season if MyBookie.com is back in the realm. Now, Tampa, tomorrow night, Pete, I, I guess is it the best way to go is it three on O, three on D. Because um, I got a feeling, Pete, we ain't going to see anybody worth a much of ilk tomorrow night. They're playing their stars. It's just a question of how much. And some of those, you know, Odell Beckham's probably not in there, Jarvis. Andrew may not be in there it's again. It's funny because they say, like, we're playing our starters. But I think what I, I, when they say that, I think they're playing their preseason starters. Um, I guess. I think Baker Mayfield will be out there. I, I think those guys will play. I think the team line will play. I think they're still not done evaluating that group and they want them to get more reps anyway. So uh, I, I think it, it, you know, the tradition is that you to play to a half. I don't think they're going to do that. They may play a quarter, but um, this, and this will be it. Freddie Kitchens has already said they're not going to play at all in the fourth preseason game. So this is going to be their last sort of exposure before the regular season. So uh, they're going to play some of them at the very least. Uh, David DeJoku is another one. And I don't, I don't know if they will take him out by virtue of the fact that, uh, you know, they don't have any answer to tight end three, so they don't want to get tight end one banged up. Harris, I expect, will play. Defensively will be interesting, but I expect a, more of those guys will play on defense than on offense. Um, so, you know, unless Miles Garrett is, uh, didn't practice uh, today, uh, you know, he went, through, uh, he went through some drills on Thursday. Uh, Wednesday he went on some drills. Uh, so it's unclear what he will do. He may get held up, but a lot of those starters will be out there. So it, it really just comes down to how much. And part of that is, is you don't, you know, you don't love the idea of, and granted Tampa is, you know, not a great football team, particularly on, on defense, but on some level, you don't want to put, you know, your backups in against their premier players or whatever the hell they're calling their top guys. Um, you don't want to see those, you know, you don't want to see your guys get drilled. Uh, so there is some element of that too, but I think you're going to see some guys play. I, I, Nick Chubb's another one. I, I, he may play, but it may be real short day work. Uh, you probably see a lot of Kareem Hunt. Um, but yeah, this is their last, um, you know, tune up before they essentially had the starters anyway, have a bye week. Uh, practice and preparation for uh, for Tennessee week one, but it's the only question is how much they'll play. 
Yeah, I, I think where you're going here is, look, we know what, you know, four-fifths of the offensive line. Uh, you know, Cush, it's going to trend this way, and I think a lot of it is because you don't want to put somebody who doesn't have enough experience out there in the position. And it's, you know, yeah, Tennessee, it's not a terrible defensive line. The Jets, it's a good interior defensive line. And then you go to the meet, you know, you get to the tough pot with the Rams and obviously you know, 49ers and all of that stuff. So, you, so you're going to want to make sure at least you're comfortable, at least knowing with what you have into that. Um, the rookie linebackers, uh, it doesn't look like we're going to see Taki Taki, which it's getting weird because it's getting weird for him because when this originally all started camp, you had more promise for him. Mac Wilson has definitely blown folks away here and makes up for a unique skill set if you're going the four two five and a lot of that big nickel where it will be Joe. It will, you know, and look, there's Christian Kirksey trade rumors out there. Guys, I understand they're out there. I don't know who's going to take Christian Kirksey at his money. Um, but Mac Wilson is definitely on those heels for playing time. There's no doubt about that. You want to see Greedy Williams just graduate more into a little bit more being comfortable. Doesn't mean he has to be a starter. And this is the joy of things now with the way this roster is built. You don't have to push these rookies in anything. It comes as it comes, which is great. Um, you know, it sucks to not see DJ Montgomery. Um, and, you know, he's kind of on the shelf for now. But you guys know I'm a big Damian Radley guy. So, Pete, I'm looking forward to the way it's going to work out for some of this. And, you know, and John loves his wide receivers, always brings in a ton of them. And you're starting to see this room, and it, it's funny the way it is. Other than Higgins, which makes me a little nervous, it's the wide receiver room is strictly John's guys. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, yeah, again, it's just they don't have very many left. Uh, Dorian Baker should play a ton. Uh, Jamie Callaway will, uh, Callaway will play a ton. Willies will probably play a lot. Uh and Jalen Strong will have to play by virtue of the numbers. I mean, again, you look at this from a who, how many healthy bodies you can have out there you want to play. No Beckham, probably no Landry, no Callaway. He's hurt. Uh, no Sheehy, probably. He's still hurt. Uh, I don't think Ish Hyman is playing. So you're looking at Higgins, Bradley, uh, Miller, Strong, and then Willies, and that's like five guys. That's it. So they're all what? It's it's kind of where you're at with that situation, and look, you can't be upset about it. And a lot of it is preservation. Um, and the other thing is, I mean, look, Callaway. It's, the situation is what it is, and uh, and you're losing for a month. Obviously, with Kareem being gone for two months, you, you you don't view them as part of this until they're back and everything's cleared up in that respect. It, 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 it's tough because it's not the full talent load that you had going into this, but you just got to understand it. And, it, it, you know, if you want to view it as suspensions or injuries, I mean, these things are going to happen in as deep as it was. It's not always going to roll that way. So you just go with that. Uh, best way to help Pete and I, uh, iTunes rating reviews for the show uh, at lockdown, uh, lockdown Browns uh, subscribe written reviews, five-star ratings. Appreciate everybody for the respect and, uh, you know, all the support in that, but best way to help us. Uh, Browns Maven, follow on Twitter at Browns Maven, brownsmaven.com. Go over there, um, become a member, get involved with the forums. Uh, a lot of so, you know, a uh, lot more talent coming that way, a lot more content coming that way. As obviously the Browns are now 
a huge, huge storyline for this 29 uh, NFL season. So make sure you're checking out over there and appreciate all the sport in that respect. Pete, we're going to get to – we have some listener questions. But first, we'll go bring in this – the Daniel Jeremiah thing today. Um, he put out like a checklist of what was – if you're good, if you're really good, if you're going to contend what you should be. And for the most part, the Browns were almost there. One part, they were a little short. But in some of the more important parts, and I know you agree with me in this aspect, some of the more important parts, they had, they were better than what was required. Right. Uh, so he's got quarterback, two pass rushers, three offensive playmakers, three defensive playmakers, Three quality offensive linemen, uh, and his question was, you know, how many, which teams hit this mark? And everything depends on your defi- uh, definition of quality offensive line. Otherwise, they're good. Uh, obviously, Baker Mayfield is fine. They've got more than two pass rushers. They've got at least three offensive playmakers. Uh, you know, they've got, you know, if you look at from Odell Beckham, Nick Chubb, hopefully David Njoku, hopefully Richard Higgins, and I guess Landry, whatever. Uh, and then defensive playmakers, you've got Joe Schobert, Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, uh, Demarius Randall. You know, you go, go on and on. Quality offensive line is the question. And you've got Schobert, you've got Petonio, and then there's the question of what is your definition of quality line? Because uh, Eric Cush is okay, uh, probably fine because he can pass protect, and, and that's, you know, the thing with you Baker Mayfield. I think uh, you could see Greg Robinson play quality level football, uh, this year and Hubbard is, you know, pretty average. And if you're saying they're short on anything, it's quality offensive line, which is obviously going to need to be a big focus heading, uh, into 2020. I think that's going to, you know, I think that's going to be the focus, the, the early focus of that draft. Um, I, you know, I, they're going to take an offensive test. I, I would be stunned as I sit here, August 22nd, 2019, if they aren't taking it, if we aren't talking about offensive tackles and they take one, uh, in, in April, 2020. But uh, that is the big question. If you can get away uh, with any one of those things, uh, it would be the lack of offensive linemen. Only from the standpoint, you have a quarterback who tends to make them look better than they actually are, which is super important. Uh, Look, Dane Brugler put out today, I guess it was his top 50 board. And as Pete mentioned earlier, wide receiver. Um, and was a big need, could be a big need, could be a huge need. Who knows how any of this is going to work out. There's a lot of talented guys there, and you got to figure out how it's all going to place out. Uh, but eight eight offensive linemen on his top 50 board, yeah, that's – you're not going to sneeze at that. And But even still, um, even, and we've talked about this, with if, if Greg hits and Greg hits big, what are you going to do? Uh, you can't pay Greg Robinson probably what the market value would be. So you chin, grin, bear it, and you go find somebody who should be adequate enough. Uh, make sure it's not a Jonah Williams type where you don't get him for a rookie year. And you can pay him you know, at a rookie scale and get a really good player at that position. Uh, we do have some listener questions here. Uh, this, is actually, this is actually a funny one. Um, Pete, a lot of chatter about the right guard. But are we sure Chris Hubbard is even above average as a right tackle? No, but I do think he, at least so far, is playing better uh, than I think you saw 
from him last year. And again, so much of this is about pass protection and he was, you know, relatively okay in that area. Uh, it's, it's just, he's not a guy who's going to, you know, drive guys off the ball. It's just not what he is. Uh, you, what you're hoping is with him is you're always going to get, he's not, he's, he's the guy who's going to get to reach blocks. He's going to be able to get those zone type blocks that ask him to be in position, uh, those type of things. But uh, the issue with him last year, particularly in the running game, is how or, or I'm passing him too, was how often you'd see him get driven to the backfield. And, and I, I don't think he played well. Obviously, you're hoping in his second year uh, he will be better. Uh, but uh, that is certainly a, a question. And obviously, again, uh, looking ahead to 2020 and stuff, I'm not sure we're not replacing both tackles. So you're hoping uh, – that uh, he does enough that he doesn't get your quarterback killed. I think from that standpoint, he will be okay. It's just he's not a guy who's likely to be a difference difference maker uh, in terms of running the ball, and you're always going to be a little bit of a – you're getting by with him as opposed to you're thriving with a guy like uh, Chris Hubbard. He's your general run-of-the-mill right tackle. Good – and not great, you know. I mean, he's your general run-of-the-mill right tackle, and there's a reason he's on a left tackle. Um, but look, he, I mean, he put together a great second half last year. Um, he's, you know, Baker can see what's coming from Chris Hubbard's side, so at least do your job. We'll be good with that. The rookie linebackers getting significant regular season playing time, and if so, it will only be certain formations or situations. Um, with the linebackers, with the fact that it's going to be a predominantly four-two-five, Pete, if we're talking about you know how this is going to work, it's going to be Joe Schobert on the field every snap, as we're accustomed to. And I think it is going to graduate to, and it could be sooner than not, that it will be, if it's run situations, it's Sione. If it's pass situations, it's Mac Wilson. I think we're going to see like a, a phasing out of Christian Kirksey. Certainly possible. Um, he has going to have to play well and sort of instill some confidence in folks uh, early because if he doesn't, then you can see situations uh, where he gets popped out, it's particularly pass, pass uh, situations. Uh, that would be the quickest area where you'd see. He's going to be, you know, he's always been a fine run defender. Uh, you know, he's, he's a big guy who can get, get to where he's supposed to go. He understands what he's supposed to do. It's always a question about is he going to be able to do enough in the pass, passing game to be, be out there consistently. And, and from that standpoint, you could start to see uh, some of those reps go away. But at the same time, I mean, Mac Wilson, uh, for all the good he's shown, and he's shown quite a bit of talent and, and that stuff, he's got to be consistent. He's got to keep improving. Um, I think I look at that more of a Greedy Williams type situation right now where you expect at some point it's going to happen. You're just not sure when. Right now, obviously, Terrence Mitchell is holding off Greedy Williams pretty well. I think that's not going to change, at least for the foreseeable future. And, and Mac Wilson needs to be more consistent before you can really put him on the field. But part of that you know, requires – that uh, Kirksey is effective. And if he isn't, that will speed up that process uh, to, to get a guy like Mac Wilson on the field. But the, the Browns ultimately may be stubborn on that because he is making, you know, 
Kirksey is making something like eight million dollars or whatever it is this year, uh, and that can say a lot. But uh, so long as you have a guy like Schobert out there, it helps because he can sort of make sure the Mac Wilson's always lined up where he's supposed to be and those type of things to sort of make sure he's in a good spot. Sione Takitaki, obviously, uh, is his progress is halted right now. Uh, you know, you could again, I think. The most likely scenario you see him right now is potentially a spy or something uh, with the, when, when the Browns play Lamar Jackson and, and guys like that, because he has to be able to offer something in pass coverage, or he's just going to get picked apart because, you know, with play action and other things where you're just going to force him to make a run read and take advantage of where he's not uh, that type of stuff. So that uh, is, is obviously going to be something worth watching um, I, they've got other linebackers there as well. You know, that we've got to see who's going to make that, that final roster. I think Darius Taylor will ultimately, you know, is, does Ray Ray Armstrong do enough uh, in special teams to make up for, you know, not being a real linebacker and not being somebody you really want to put on the field? Uh, those are questions that need answers and certainly we'll hopefully get some more of them uh, th- the next two weeks. But that's the thing is, is like, if Taki Taki's not playing tomorrow, I doubt he will be. Uh, and if he's not playing, you know, hopefully he'll be back for that fourth preseason game uh, because that would be unfortunate if he misses all those reps and then you're sort of like unsure of what to do with him. Obviously, scout team reps during the year are valuable, especially against the Browns offense as it's currently constituted, but it will be really difficult to sort of track his progress from uh, from here. Yeah, he gets into that weird – like conundrum where maybe it's, you know, you're not dressed week one or maybe week two, because look, I mean, it's really hard to make up that ground in the regular season, which is why camp is important as it is. But it, you know, you end up at this point, it's, you can come back from being injured before the preseason games are played. But once you get into like the, the meat, of the preseason schedule and you're injured and you're out it's, it's tough because you know some people may have jumped you and some names may have taken some eyes and it gets difficult and you know you can't really snub the fact that our Darius Taylor played pretty well against Indianapolis plus he's cheap plus he plays special teams it gets to you know just a very very strange scenario it's not like Taki Taki is going anywhere but as far as you know being eligible game day being dressed game day all that stuff leaves some answers Pete Brown's Maven. What's been in the hopper? What's in the hopper? Uh, let's see. What's the last time we talked? Um, so today I wrote about you know Braxton Miller and sort of the reality check with that. Uh, yesterday I talked about Jalen Smith's contract uh, extension, which is a great story on its own. Uh, obviously, he had to go through hell to sort of get there. Uh, but it's also a good comp for a Joe Schobert extension, which hopefully they get done. And then uh, I wrote about Garrett Gilbert, uh, you know, being sort of the latest legacy of an alternative football league. Uh, you can basically track the golden ages of quarterback play in the NFL have always been going hand in hand with the another league, whether it was the AFL uh, giving you uh, – Jack Kemp, Joe Namath, and uh, the other Len Dawson, the USFL, uh, Steve Young, and Jim Kelly, uh, the NFL Europe. You got Kurt Warner and Jake DeLome, and then you know the Jason AAF. Jason Garrett, 
baby. How do you forget Jason Garrett? Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> AAF, which is around for 15, 20 minutes, but, you know, Garrett Gilbert is playing his best football, uh, having that avenue for it, – it's always great for the quarterback position. Obviously, other positions can benefit as well. But in particular, quarterbacks, just reps, live defenses, just make a world of difference. And and having another avenue to potentially address quarterback position, like when, with NFL Europe, you had uh, various guys, is it made less fewer teams think about even the concept of tanking because you could find guys like Jake DeLome. Obviously, Kurt Warner was a complete luck of the draw type deal. Nobody expected that, but nevertheless, uh, there, there's another avenue to get potential quarterback talent that doesn't just in, involve trying to get to the first pick of the draft, uh, as obviously the Cleveland Browns did, and it worked out great for them. But that's certainly not something the league wants to have happen. And you've got like right now, you've got about three or four teams that just look like absolute garbage uh, before a single play has even been snapped of regular season football. So. Hopefully, you know, I, I hope that like hell that the XFL can get it done uh, so they can do that and, and have that avenue to continue to be able to develop quarterbacks. Um, and now uh, tomorrow night, guys, the postgame show, uh, it might be me solo. Uh, Pete, you in the streets, I mean, essentially it's week three of the preseason. It's the dress rehearsal for you and the guys tomorrow night. Right. So, you know, the Browns inconveniently scheduled their third preseason game. It's the same day as our we'll blame our, uh, our our final uh, scrimmage. We take on uh, Talmadge, uh, and then we are unlike the Browns, who are, are have another week between the start of the season. Normally, high school season would start, you know, in, in a traditional uh, year. Uh, you know, high school football season would start tomorrow. But there's just been an extra week by the way the calendar fell. So one more week from tomorrow before everybody gets started. In fact, we start after college football starts, which starts this weekend on at least a few of them. Yeah. Um, well, it's that five week of August, essentially. Uh, Pete, league-wise, Browns-wise, anything we didn't get to you want to throw in here? Uh, I know I'm forgetting something that happened. Uh <laughs> There's so, I there had I know there was something and I'm I'm completely blanking on it. I'm watching uh, the Dolphins and the Jaguars. I don't know who I pissed off, but I apologize now. Uh, and DJ Chark's being evaluated for concussion. He got drilled on kickoff uh, return. Uh, and jo- good Josh Allen is good. So yes. uh, I'm sure I'm missing something, but uh, there that that is what's going on is is this uh, the Thursday slate of preseason games. Now, folks, we're going to put a bow on this. Uh, obviously, we're navigating new territory now as we move on over to Zoom. Um, but as for Pete, uh, follow at underscore Pete Smith underscore um, Browns Maven at Browns Maven on Twitter. Make sure you're following over there. And as I mentioned earlier, BrownsMaven.com. Set up, become a member over there. Best part is it's just straight Browns fans. So you don't get into Twitter where you get Steelers, Ravens, who we get in the Bengals fans ain't jumping Oh, I know what I forgot. Anything at this point, who we get on that point. Let's go ahead, sir. Uh, there are disputing disputing uh, reports. <laughs> Washington Redskins are saying the Patriots offered them a 2020 first-round pick for Trent Williams. 
the Patriots are saying they did not offer a first-round pick for Trent Williams and did not offer anything. Uh, so that uh, is probably meaning that the Patriots did offer. Though the whole, the, though the, when I saw the report, it struck me as odd considering they're getting their uh, first-round pick from last year back. Win from Georgia, yeah. So that what, initially when I saw it, that felt strange. But nevertheless, you know, if you're the Patriots, you're always working in a window up now. Uh, so, you know, it's certainly possible. I wouldn't be stunned if there was something there, whether or not it was a first-round pick. And for the Patriots who ran the ball so well during the playoffs last year and with Rob Gronkowski maybe retired, maybe you wanted to aid to how you were going to block for that running game. Who knows? Um, I'm sure the Patriots were interested and maybe, you know, but first round pick does seem weird. Thirty one year old left tackle. There were issues medically, as far as like literally medically, and Trent Williams. You know, obviously his body physically has been an issue. First round pick. Uh, I'm going to go with the Patriots on this one, which I feel weird about, Pete. But you're not giving up a first round pick for a thirty one year old left tackle with the dual medical history of Trent Williams. Well, and, and you know, unlike the unlike the Patriots who are in win now mode every year, the Browns aren't. They are uh, probably a year or two away from that. Uh, they are keep you know build smartly and compete, and building smartly and competing likely comes with uh, drafting a a left a, a a tackle in the first round next year that comes on that nice five year rookie deal uh, that's a cost-controlled thing, and, and you're going to have to develop them a little bit and every, all that stuff. But uh, for where the Browns are at, that's far more realistic than uh, trading for and then paying a Trent Williams uh, th- that uh, that has that risk that comes with him. Yeah, and, look, and that's with, it with Trent Williams. Look, let Greg play this out. Uh, bring in a young pup um, if you move on from Hubbard or whatever happens. If Greg really balls out, there's ways to make it work if you necessarily need to. But for now, let's not go shaking up the apple cart, so to speak, here with that. Uh, so obviously you found everything for Pete. You know, I've mentioned that stuff. Uh, the show itself, at Lockdown Browns, all lowercase, always follow back account. DMs are always open over there. Uh, me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, throw a follow over there. DMs are open. Anything you want on the show, any questions for the folks that are Twitter shy, either account, go ahead and bring that stuff to me. And with that, we're going to put a bow on this here. We'll get a post-game show tomorrow night. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.